This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. You guys hear that sound? Well, if you do, that means you're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast right here at beautiful... 1600 Buck Slayer Place. We're in the Bucketorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. I was just trying to get one over on you guys. I am Steve in the studio with Kurt. How you doing, everyone? And Eric. Morning. Did you guys, did you guys really think I was like, what is that sound? Well, you, when you said that, I was like, well, the room cleans, the Syncrusher <laughs> room cleans going on in here, so I don't know. You were about to stop recording. I know what you were. No, because like, what? No, what? I wasn't. I should have. Remember when I used to do that to you? Like, nope, do it again. Nope, do it again. Dude, you this like, is. like, slam the keyboard. See, ah, well, one thing, we record our podcast like it's a radio show. We don't record and go, okay, it's, uh, it'll, I'll edit that later. Like, we intro it's and raw. outro. We, so we re- record it like we're on a radio. That's how we do it here. So when mm-hmm. we say dumb stuff, you guys get to hear it, which makes <laughs> us look more dumb in the end. Dumber, dummier. But it's, we're okay with it. Yeah, it's fine. That's it's why it's the realest bow hunting podcast out there. That is the realest bow hunting podcast. Yes, we've been uh, podcasting our little hearts out. Studio's about to get a rebuild. That's awfully mm-hmm, exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and podcast land could already be rebuilt. Uh, depends when you listen, but it's uh, it's exciting times. We got all the that's kind of like a little update, and we got a big announcement coming that we can't really announce yet. But that's uh, that's coming in. Um, but it's big, so yeah, like super big. And then uh, it's bigger than the Buck Steve will kill this year. That's for sure. Um, oh, so there is no announcement. <laughs> <laughs> but the studio now is cool. Like it's got uh, this kind of memorabilia. And uh, stuff we've had signed from uh, people we've had on the show, and it's it's super cool, but it's just too much for this little room. And uh, it's ready, it's ready for a redesign. It's ready for a little facelift, so that's what it's yep. gonna get. A little bit more organized, maybe a little more um, eye friendly. We'll just say that it's it's gonna get a little facelift, and everything will be fun. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, are you excited for it? <laughs> yeah, you guys are being weird. Clearly. Yeah. No, I, it, it's going to make it look uh, look nice because the the walls are this kind of hummus yellow. They're like and, a creamy beige. Yeah, a and hummus it's just, yellow. Yeah, it's not like the the best, but uh, you know, it's the, a neutral color. That's what it is. Well, it, it'll have a lot more of a warmy, warmer feel in here, and more I think character. that'll. That's right. The legendary Ross Bigger from uh, Respect the Game is going to come in and help us. Uh, Rebuild this baby. So you mean Ross Bigger from Ross Bigger's beard on Instagram? Is that a page? Do you not know about that? I guess I maybe I forgot about it or something. But I he never thought, heard of that. Okay, so it's an Instagram page and it's just like dedicated to Ross's beard. And he thought I did it, so he came up to me at your wedding. He goes, "I saw your page." I was like, "What?" He goes, "Ross Bigger's beard." Ha <laughs> ha! Hilarious. I go, "Oh my god, yeah." What is that? And like, I like he he thought I was just screwing with him, and he found out. He's like. It wasn't you that started it? I'm like, no. What? That's so a real it, thing? Yeah, so we don't know who started it, but it's oh out there. <laughs> I'm going to so look it up right someone, now. What, do they just take candid pictures of his beard? The, it started out that way, and now there's like kind of a, go- a couple goofy photos on there, but yeah, it's all over Instagram. Does he know who it is? No, he he thought it was me. He was, he was 100% convinced that it was me. I mean, you would do something like that. Really? So. No, I told him. I was like, I wish I did it. I would be doing it a whole lot better. Oh, I do follow it. Oh, there's there's no pictures of his beard on here. What? There was. Unless there's more than one. That's hilarious, though. It's got 51 followers. All right, really? moving right along. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. Anyway, the studio's getting rebuilt. Things are changing. We're trying to hustle it out. The podcast is now available on YouTube. All episodes are there. And uh, on Google Play Music. So I don't know if that benefits you Android users or not. I don't know how Google Play Music works. I just know that we're there now. I don't even know how um, it works either. So you can check it out, everything out there. This podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. We got the room clean rocking right now. We run it every time now that we've got it because Steve's feet smell super bad, and this is the Terrible. only thing that works. Um, check out Scent Crusher from the gear bag, the roller bag, the tote, the Ozone Go, of course. Uh, the closet. They got basically everything you need for your gear. The grenade. To, yeah, the grenade now. The wind, like the wind checker, wind direction checker, yep. which is awesome. Um, they basically have everything you need for your scent control and anything, any way an animal is going to detect you by wind. They kind of got you under wraps there, so you're good. Um, HHA Sports, leader in single pen sites, HHA Nation, um, lifetime warranty, made in the USA. They support our veterans. Check them out. Uh, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. This is a local sponsor of ours, a local supporter. Absolutely love this family. Um, the Smith family does a, a knockout job at deer um, processing, and he'll even do custom processing, like the, the name says. Um, but definitely the, one of the best places that you can 
absolutely go to to take your deer and enjoy every bit of that that critter that delicious critter critter and then of course we're sponsored by elite archery um so much going on they got the enlist that just came out there's more to come on that we're going to get some info on that on some future episodes um i'm shooting the tempo steve's shooting the option six eric's got the option seven awesome bows Mm. definitely Mm. um you went all black eric i did the brown my bronze beauty and steve went with the the green which is badass that green i remember uh, is yours the green beauty the green beauty the green bean i'll call it green bean you know you can't it's not really the green machine that'd be a lot better if yeah you it's that. dude it's really hard to uh hard to find what like color you want like you can't just look on the website you can't like I mean, they have them all on there but you need to go see these bows in person really because there's a pink there's like four or five pinks i'm like i can't remember what this one was but there was uh, if I could ever find this revel in this, I think it's sunset pink, and I that Derek Christianberry confirmed it. It was sunset pink, um, but that yellow is nice. All the, all the colors look good, man. It's one of those things. I was going to switch it up. I'm like, that brown's new. I'm going with the brown because uh-huh. I think that color is going to blend in so well in oh, the timber. Absolutely. Not that I mean, I hunt high up in a tree stand, so if a deer's looking, they're seeing mostly my limbs, which is black, but. Um, I'm excited, man. But the finish on these things are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the camo, it looks looks real. Mm-hmm. Super durable. I had an all-black Synergy, and I banged that thing up every tree stand step and peg on the way up to my my hang-on, and that finished like it it stood the it stood the test, man. It, uh, I've had other bows that have a finish, and I hit it on something, and it's almost like it's wet paint, and it scratches right off. I'm yep. like, son of a oh. Would you say it stood the test of pine? I should have said that. <laughs> you, you were going to steal that joke. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. All right. We're moving right along with the episode. This one is uh, a product episode. Um, we're going to kind of get into it. This is uh, a product that I feel like not a lot of people know about. We, we are newly introduced to it as well. Um, one of our listeners contacted us about this. And uh, so... We decided to, to do an episode on it, so it's uh, called Ethics Archery. Um, it's like a spinning insert for your arrows, and I'm not going to get too into detail. We'll, we'll let our guests talk about it. Um, we have some in studio, yep. and uh, so this is just something kind of different. Maybe a lot of people haven't heard about it, and this might be um, a good topic of discussion for arrow flight and... Uh, I mean, I'm even interested about it to he- actually hear about it and see what it's all about. Yeah, we'll listen to... Listen to him explain what it is and how it works and all about the product and, and all that. And you guys can make your own opinions. And uh, There's got to be some kind of science behind it. There could be some science. Definitely. Anyway, moving right along. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll get right into it. Wait. Got to get the vet shout out, brother. You've been slacking. You you move into them awkward. I, but I have it, man. In the meantime, I'll see if he gets that ready. We're going to no, bow hunter. Check out the store. We got new Dot stuff coming. Com. All right, go ahead, Steve. All right, so the vet shout-out this week. Uh, I follow this dude on Instagram, uh, Vets Who Hunt. The guy's name's Sean Holmes. He's an Iraqi vet, 82nd Airborne, so our good boy Gene Miller's going to like that guy. Um, he's out of California, and um, he's a hunter and fisherman, and you know, you're living in California. You're fighting the good fight, but uh, hey, thank you for your service. Um, really uh, really like what's uh, what's going on in your Instagram, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you for your service once again. and Thanks for your service. Couldn't do this podcast without you. 
Awesome. Dive right into it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. All right, so on the phone with us, we have from Ethics Archery, we got Bruce Ritter-Clark, or as we're going to call him throughout the episode, Hoss. Hoss, how you doing? What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just uh, cracking a couple cold ones with the boys. Right, or is that is that meme old and that's not working anymore? It's still relevant. <laughs> okay, all right, just checking, just works. checking. Thanks for coming on the show, Hoss. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So we let's oh. get a little background, so people know you actually listen to our show, which is very flattering. Oh yeah, I I listen to your guys' show quite a bit. I think there's only like maybe nine of them I haven't listened to yet, but probably by the end of the week that'll be done. Well, how how come you don't hate us by now? I don't understand it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> odd. I don't get that. Well, uh, kind of hard to hate guys that I'm that I have a lot in common with. You know, I mean, we're just I'm a working class guy, man. You know, I, I work a hundred hours a week on average. Um, always on the road. You know, I travel for a living. Um, three hundred and sixty five days a year. I got three different jobs that I do. Archery being, you know, two of them, and. Uh, I'm always in that mindset and you guys kind of keep me there and it's, it's good to hear the industry, the way it's been going, um, kind of gets a little on the boring side a little bit and you guys bring it back and kind of make it feel like, uh, almost kind of like, you know, I just got out of the woods with my buddies and we're sitting around a campfire after a hunt and we're just sitting around BSing and that's, that's what I like. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that. That's kind of the, the lane we we're shooting for there. So, ha, I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I do. So, uh, we appreciate your support, and uh, we're glad that you could finally get us on an episode. I know me and you went back and forth, and it took a while to line this up, but our schedules are just insane lately, and it's uh, it's kind of exhausting, but uh, here we are. We made it happen. Absolutely. Hey, man, no worries. We're all working class guys, man. It takes a little while to kind of make things happen, but... It's a good thing we finally got it to happen because we're fixing to bring something to the archery industry now that uh, the people have never seen before. And, you know, being able to go through you guys as an outlet and and help kind of distribute that and get people educated on what it is and uh, and check it out, man. I think we're, we're, we're fixing to change the industry as we know it. Well, let's, let's just start. I mean, if you want to give some background on who you are and how you got into this, you're more than welcome to. Or if you'd just rather jump to the product, that's fine, too. Whatever... Whatever you feel is important. Okay, so well, I got into archery. I've never, I've actually never hunted with a gun. Now, take away coyotes and, and birds. Right. Um, I started hunting big game with a bow uh, when I was 15 years old. So I've been hunting now with a bow for about 16 years. Uh, born and raised in Apache Junction, Arizona. Uh, it's kind of a small town out there, in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was kind of tough because. I used to do long range shooting competitions and stuff. I love my guns, man, but uh, I just didn't see I just didn't see the the allure of, you know, personally shooting a deer at a thousand yards, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get up close and personal and with me, it's even harder cuz I'm a big guy, like a really big guy. And, <laughs> oh, and, uh, I, I feel you, brother. <laughs> if anybody's going to feel it. <laughs> well, Let's just put it this way, Steve. Man, we get together. I'll make you feel real good. Oh, all right. You're my you're my Walmart you're my Walmart trip at two in the morning. All right, I got gotcha. you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if it wasn't for personality, man. I don't know what I'd have. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I knew it was going to be a challenge for me, and, and the challenge is really what I, I I craved. But see, I didn't have anybody in my family that hunted except for my grandfather, but he was he you know he was past at that point. And I remember growing up hearing stories about him hunting and fishing and just enjoying the outdoors, and we were so close, and it, it made me want to be closer to him in that aspect. So I never got a chance to do that you know, with him. So I figured getting out in the woods. I may have that opportunity. So I started seeking out other ways. And um, I ended up running into a guy out there in Arizona. Uh, owns a shop. His name's Robert Campos. He owns uh, Broken Arrow Archery out of Apache Junction. And, uh, you know, the guy brought me into his shop. And I pretty much was in there between three and five days a week working for free. Because he was able to actually open his shop and educate me and he taught me everything he knew and you know i can't thank the guy enough for that and um you know that's how i got started and it was strictly to become a hunter you know mm -hmm. all i wanted to do was hunt and then i started getting into target archery about three years ago and now i'm shooting on the national asa circuit and the pro-ams and uh traveling and doing that and then i come across i was actually at a tournament and uh somebody broke an arrow and left it lay there, and I picked it up because I was going to go put it in a broken arrow bin on the way out, and I noticed something was different. There was a point in there, but it was, like, loose or something. It was spinning, mm -hmm. and I ended up tearing this thing out of there, doing some research, and I found a company called Ethics Archery. So I called up the owner, Scott, kind of get a little bit of info on what the heck this thing was because I'd never seen it before. Mm -hmm. It completely blew my mind. It was different than anything I'd ever seen. And uh, me being, you know, a, a driver, I'm a truck driver, and uh, I happened to be going through North Carolina. He invited me over, and we got to talking, showed me the product. Originally, just started off, you know, I spent a day and a half at the guy's house and shooting the product, and I was amazed right away on, on what the capabilities of this product was. And uh, over the course of about another week, we got to talking, and he actually gave me a position, not just as a staff shooter, but he, he brought me on to do a sales rep position. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that for a little while, and then he ended up making me the national sales manager, and he was going to get rid of the uh, pro staff or the staff shooter program <laughs> because, you know, there just wasn't anybody to coordinate it to really coordinate it and regulate it and, and whatnot so i ended up taking that on too so now i'm the national uh sales manager and the staff shooter coordinator for the company and you know most guys know me on the asa circuit you know i'm usually running around there with chicken and my head cut off <laughs> and uh you know promoting product and talking about stuff and you know i've made some we've made some really big strides as a company now and we've come from basement floor and we're kind of still there and we're, we're trying to grow but our product is is really starting to gain ground now i mean we just signed on one of the biggest names in, in archery um to come represent our company because he was so you know enthralled with the with the product he saw a value mm -hmm. and that's what we really wanted and uh you know we just signed on nathan brooks and i think that's a huge deal really yeah, that's a that's a big yeah. deal definitely well we and, you know such a nice guy too I've never got the chance to talk to him. We haven't met him yet. Um, hopefully, in the future that happens. But uh, sure. you know, we do. We haven't shot the product yet. We have um, the inserts here in studio, and it is a free spinning uh, insert. insert. It's almost like an outsert that free spins from the glued in insert to the shaft. Is that is that a good way to explain that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, 
so basically, the ones that you guys have there, you know, we got your arrow sizes and sent them to you. So what they're designed is, is kind of like a half in, half out. Okay, there's a it's, it's a three part system, and uh, it allows the broadhead and the arrow to spin through the air as they were each designed without actually having to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so when broadheads are designed, they're designed you know with pitches and everything of the blades. They're designed to fly a certain way, and as we know it for the static insert, which is what everybody's been using since you know the beginning. You know, you're fixing that broadhead and you're forcing it to spin with the fletchings in the back of the arrow. Now you're not doing that. You're allowing the broadhead to actually spin as it was designed to. And the arrow is actually able to spin as it was designed to. Mm-hmm. So the arrow actually spins at almost twice the rate. Really? So we all know that when it comes to arrow deflection, okay, arrow deflection has a lot to do with accuracy and consistency, and which is why we use helical on our fletchings, because it allows the arrow to spin at twice the rate, or a faster rate, the faster you get it to spin, the faster that arrow deflection is canceled out and begins a true arrow flight. Our product allows that to happen by not having to spin up the weight in the front of the arrow. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting a static insert with a 100 grain broadhead and mm-hmm. a, a a regular insert comes with the arrow. Mm-hmm. You're spinning up roughly, depending on the arrow, 112 to 120 grains, and that utilizes energy to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, now with our product, the sleeve that's actually glued to the arrow that holds it on the shaft, depending on what area you shoot, is probably going to be somewhere in the in the realm of uh, 20 to 40 grains. So you're only utilizing energy to spin up that amount of weight which allows the arrow to spin faster Mm -hmm. so you're going to cancel out that arrow deflection half the time uh or much faster anyway and uh you're going to begin true arrow flight which is going to give you better arrow flight consistency and accuracy and the better the biggest benefit of our hunting insert is zero broadhead tuning Okay, because okay. that's a big thing, because that's something that a lot of us battle, especially guys that aren't, like, into the super tuning and the tournament side of things, is they, they want to put their broadheads on and just shoot. And almost every time, they don't fly like your field tips fly. Um, right. And that's something that the regular, you know, working class guy comes home, puts his broadheads on two weeks before season, and he's like, oh, shit. And he recites his bow into however his broadheads yeah. are flying, and it just makes a mess for him, kind of in, in a way. Um, Absolutely. So, this essentially can can eliminate that. Absolutely. So, throughout this podcast, you're, you're never going to hear me, and anybody I've ever spoken with, you will never hear me say field point accurate because, in my mind, that's actually an inaccurate statement, no matter what you're talking about. Because anytime you sight in with a field point and you switch to a broadhead, you're changing so many things on the dynamic flight of that arrow. Mm-hmm. So you're changing True. the FOC, you're changing the ferrule length. Now you've got blades out there acting like a rudder. Okay, those are going to catch wind. It's going gonna, it's gonna to force the arrow to spin a little bit differently. So you cannot, you're not going to have field point accurate. Can you be close? Yes. Um, but can somebody actually guarantee that it's going to hit the same hole as your field points? Absolutely not. That's not what our product is designed to do. What our product is designed to do is allow you to sight in with your field points. Okay, now, this does not take, and I have to make this very clear, this does not take the bow tune 
or the proper arrow spine out of the equation. Those must be done. Mm -hmm. You have to have your bow tuned properly, and you have to have the properly spined arrow for what you're shooting. Um, Now, that being said, I think we've all experienced broadhead flight and planing on a negative side if you've ever shot a broadhead. That happens. Of course. So typically with a static insert, when you shoot your field points, you get it dialed in, let's say, 30 yards. Now, I'm going to use everything at 30 yards because I think that a very large percentage of the industry, the hunting industry, is hunting whitetails in the Midwest you know, or even back east, the south. You're hunting out of tree stands. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you're shooting like 10 to 35 yards at max. Yep. It's almost guaranteed 90% of the shots are... 30 yards and under. Absolutely. So we do all of our testing at 20 and 30 yards, okay? Now, that being said, I'm a West Coast, I'm a Western hunter, okay? So I shoot long range. I shoot out to 120 yards with this product all day, and it performs just as well. But we we only want to give the data that's really going to provide the best results for the average shot because that's what the average person's doing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use 30 yards in this instance. So... At 30 yards, when you sight in your field points with a static insert, um, you're going to shoot your field point, and then you're going to throw a broadhead on there. Mm-hmm. Now, we no need to really mention the exact broadhead brand. Let's just say X broadhead brand, okay? Okay. You shoot it. You shoot that broadhead on. You take it out. You spin it on the arrow. You put it together right out of the package. No tuning. No nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. and you shoot, and you could be six inches to the right and six inches low. Well, that's a pretty big adjustment to have to make. Here's the other problem: you buy a package of three broadheads, or let's say you go out and buy two packages. You got six broadheads. You shoot all six of them at the same aiming point. You might have two or three that group together, but the other ones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're not grouping as tight as you would with a field point, and that's because there's subtle differences in all broadheads made. Okay, so those differences being you could have a bent ferrule, a bent blade. Uh, the blade angle could not be sitting perfectly inside the ferrule. Um, or even let's talk about a mechanical broadhead. I mean, what if a mechanical broadhead happens to open up in flight? Mm-hmm. This I is a major any, concern with uh, expandables or mechanical. Exactly, exactly. So that happens. There's no telling where that arrow is going to go. And it's really hard to tune that, Okay even with a properly tuned bow. Can it be done? Absolutely. But it takes a lot of time to do that. And and unfortunately, I think it's an accurate statement to say the average Joe, Billy Joe lunch bucket. <laughs> Love it. Ah. You like that? <laughs> Billy Joe lunch bucket, you know, he, he doesn't have the opportunity to shoot his bow every day. Okay? The average guy shoots his bow on the weekends, maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks before hunting season, a couple of months mm-hmm. at best. Yep. So he doesn't, most of those guys don't have the knowledge to properly broadhead tune a bow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of those things that you you can kind of go into panic mode if you're not sure what to do at that point. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think a big misconception nowadays is you talk to a lot of guys that just don't know. You know, it's not their fault. They just don't know. And they think that broadhead tuning is aligning your blades with your fletchings. Yeah, that's yeah. Where you get that little that little ring urethra uh, on there, like especially spacer. for uh, um, a three blade. Yeah, that spacer where it's like, oh, okay, everything's aligned. But then all of a sudden you throw four fletchings on there. And now you're exactly. a four blade broadhead on a three fletched arrow. Yeah, exactly. 
So traditionally, let's say you're using X broadhead, okay? You, you dial in for that. You, you tune your bow if you can. And you decide you want to put a different broadhead on there. You got to start from square from scratch from square one. Mm-hmm. What our product offers is no matter what broadhead you put on your arrow, as long as it is the same weight as your field point. So if you're using a hundred grain field point, any hundred grain broadhead you can throw on there, and you can shoot groups with it. Now the groups aren't going to be six inches right and six inches low. Okay, you might be an inch or two off of your field point. Mm-hmm. We do have it to where guys will shoot their field points and then they'll throw a broadhead on there and it'll shoot perfect. That does happen. We don't claim that because it's not in every instance. Well, it's not. Sure. You couldn't claim it. That's tough to claim that in any product in archery too, mm-hmm. as well. Like it's, uh, it is. you got to be realistic about it. Like you, it's, you're, you're making a, a change. Absolutely. You know, and so. that term field point accuracy is thrown around a lot in this industry. And we don't want to be one of those guys because it's it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But so now you are going to be making a little bit of a change, okay? But you're not talking six inches. You're talking one or two inches. So what does that allow you to do as a hunter? Now, when you switch over to your broadheads and you still want to practice, say you, it's a day you can't go hunting, but you got an hour to spend uh, shoot your bow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now you have to shoot your broadheads with a static insert because it's so far off from your field points with our product. You can go back to your field points and still shoot because right. the gap is so close. That is, so you're going to save awesome. money. You're going to save money there because you're not burning up your broadheads. Definitely. Okay. That's a good point. Well, yeah, yep. you could, but you could do the old Whiteside County special. Just you need to have a mixed bag of broadheads and it really don't matter anyway. <laughs> so well, the Whiteside County special. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, you, most people with their tuning abilities aren't going to be able to do that. They're going to hit different places. Now, we actually do testing all the time, and I do this on a daily basis where I show people, and I tell people in five arrows, you will be sold on this product because you're going to be doing the one shooting. You're going to be the one doing the shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I tell people, you sight in at 30 yards with your field point, with our insert and a field point. Once you're dialed in and your bow is tuned, you take five arrows and five different broadheads. I'm talking a two-blade, single bevel, a three-blade, a four-blade, a mechanical, and get this, a deployed mechanical. Shooting Ooh. it deployed on purpose. Interesting. And you will still hit the kill zone even with a deployed mechanical. Now, the rest of the broadheads, those are all going to group tightly. Okay, you can put those in all in the size of your fist with five different broadheads. And I've yet to see that happen with a static insert. With our product, it allows you to do that. Yeah, I can, I can, see, I can see how this product works. I wish that we were, were able to get them on in, in our arrows um, before we recorded with tight schedules. And it just kind of, it's been a fucking mess to say the yeah, least. Yeah, and I got new um, and I got different size arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah Steve, Steve was in between <laughs> arrows when we were talking for this, but it's just, but we have them here. Um, I'm definitely going to get a, a few of these inserts in some arrows and get them shooting. And uh, I'm real curious. So these arrows are, or these inserts, I'm sorry, are, quite a bit heavier than your normal insert can you kind of go into that because that might be say someone orders these and they that's their main concern kind of sell that point for our listeners that maybe don't know why it's important or um 
just kind of explain that portion of it a little bit so people are just kind of aware. All right, so we're big advocates over here at Ethics Archery about penetration. Okay, so when we start penetration, and it's a big argument in the industry. I mean, you go on to any of the Facebook or anything like that, any of the social media sites and Bow Hunters of America and Archery Talk, all that kind of stuff, and there's a hundred different conversations about this every day. Yep, that's why I don't and, follow any of those pages anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to because this is how we, you know, we, we've been getting to your market. Out, so market. So it says um, they are market too, and we probably should follow it. But I, I, just, yeah, I just can't do yeah, that anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it can definitely drive you crazy. That's for sure. But here's the deal: penetration. When you're talking penetration, it's already been scientifically proven. Speed does not kill. You got a lot of guys out there that want to go and stand at the line with their buddies at the range and say, "My hunting arrow is 312 feet per second." Well, that's all well and good, but you're either shooting an, an 80 or 90 pound bow or you're shooting a sub 400 grain arrow. Mm-hmm. You start getting up into actual hunting weights and that's not going to happen speed wise. So speed is important to an extent because you have to have a, a perfect mix of speed and weight because momentum is what kills. Mm-hmm. So of we all know kinetic energy. That's the big term that's thrown around but kinetic energy is actually a byproduct of momentum mm-hmm. okay so the higher you get your momentum the higher your kinetic energy is going to be the better penetration you're going to get and i always try to attribute this to if i stood you at 30 yards in front of a pitching machine mm-hmm. and i have that thing set on 90 miles an hour i know we are going with this and i love this analogy no <laughs> And I shoot a wiffle ball at you and hit you in the chest with it. Is it going to hurt? Probably. Is it going to do any damage? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But now let me cut that thing in half and set it at 45 or 50 miles an hour and throw a baseball through it and hit you in the chest. That's going to hurt. That's mm. probably going to break down. I'm like Happy Gilmore. Day, two days, <laughs> only 364 days left training to hockey season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good analogy, though, man. It's... uh. That's the perfect one. That's the the best way to explain that. Absolutely. So we're big advocates of that, and we kind of have to be because the material's used. So in order to get a product that's going to be sturdy, okay, um, be able to withstand a, a bone impact, we have to use stronger materials. So we have four weights in every size, every arrow size, okay? So the two lower weights that we have, those are made of aluminum, but they're 7075 aluminum. It's a lot stronger aluminum. Mm-hmm. It's what a lot of your comp- bow companies now are going to when they have aluminum risers. They're going with a 7000 series. Yep. Because and trucks, it's more too, rigid. right? Pardon? Ford trucks. Oh, what's, oh, they use a higher grade aluminum, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so they're doing that because of the rigidity. So you're not getting so much flex in your riser. Okay. Same concept. So we went with a 7075 aluminum for stability. Um, but those two lower weights that we offer are going to be for those that are shooting 60-pound draw weight and under. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're talking a lot of kinetic energy momentum, a lot of pressure on that one point as it enters the body, a target, whatever you happen to be shooting at. Um, those over 70 or over 60 pounds, um, that is completely 303 stainless steel. So okay. very, very sturdy. So with going from aluminum to stainless, you have, I mean, you're going to add weight. That's just all there is to it. Absolutely. Um, so being okay with adding weight, losing a little bit of speed, 
but gaining what really matters, and that's penetration. So by adding that weight up there, you're also going to be adding FOC, so front of center weight. Mm-hmm. And we've all known, for, especially on the target archery side, that once you add FOC and the higher you get in your FOC, the more control you have over your impact point. You can be more consistent, more accurate. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to get, especially when we're talking about that average shot at 30 yards. Yep. You know, now instead of aiming at that 8-inch pie plate, now you're picking out a hair mm-hmm. and aiming for that hair. And you can legitimately hit it on a regular basis because you've got a little bit more control. By adding more weight, you're also quieting the bow. Yeah, because it's got... Arrow it's, overall weight going to be heavier. Absolutely. So you're going to quiet the bow. It's like a big dampener. It's a... Uh... I kind of compare, uh, and I don't know if this is a bad way to to compare archery equipment. Is I've heard, I think Ross Biggard has done this, and I kind of picked it up. Is uh, compares it to like the tuning of a car, where like you know you can run a really light arrow, a really light arrow, and have that baby shooting fast, but it's gonna be your bow's loud because it's like yeah. <laughs> you, it's about to blow. Like you got that turbo psi just cranked on that on it, so. But that, that makes sense, though. It, the heavier arrow is going to quiet your bow down um, and benefit you in a number of ways. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you pair when you pair that that thump that that drive of that heavier arrow with a spinning insert, you're going to get a few benefits. Now, a lot of people when they look at this product, they always want to kind of go back to an old product that came out years ago, and that was the Razorback broadhead because the blade spun. Now. The main benefit of that product was to be able to move around bone and deflect around bone without okay. actually changing the trajectory of the arrow. Brushing the haters off, yep. Same. I remember this product now that you mention it like that. I do remember that. Right. Now, you, if you remember that product, if you ever put your hands on it, you actually had to forcefully turn those blades. They didn't They didn't spin in flight. Ours is free spinning. And what that's going to allow you to do, once you get that initial punch and that drive through, when our... When, when a broadhead paired with our product enters the body, it's not going to stop the rotation of the arrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is what broadheads are doing now. It stops that rotation. So our arrow is still spinning and driving forward. Sure. Even for right. just a split second, okay? So when it goes through the body and it contacts a bone, say a rib bone, you're now utilizing energy from that arrow to either cut or break that bone. Well, our product allows that broadhead, when it contacts it, to freely spin out of the way, utilizing less energy, and continue to pass through the body and flesh. So the arrow is still pushing it through. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and now we proved this by shooting into – we have some videos online, and you can watch as we shoot through ballistics gel. Well, we've got rib bones in the ballistics gel. <laughs> and we kidding. tested against static inserts – is and that you can uh, see the difference in penetration? So you guys have your YouTube channel? Uh, we do. We don't have a YouTube channel. Uh, there's just been a lot of people that have done YouTube videos with our product, um, but that video is actually done on our website. It says you have a YouTube channel, Ethics Archery. <laughs> well, that's new to me. <laughs> well, I just well, Six I just videos. I just subscribed to it. Let's see when the last value. Yeah, this is um, uh, test flight uh, penetration. Insert, install, install. Oh, there's Hoss right there. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You're not in that video. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think so. Unless there's someone a, else made it. Videos. There's a couple videos out there with me in it. 
but we're going to be doing a lot more and redoing a lot of these videos that are out there. We'll be redoing them with me in the video because we want people to, you know, when you call and you deal with our company, you're dealing with me or you're dealing with the owner directly. We don't want anybody else answering questions. We know the product better. Right. So we want to be able to explain it to people. So you're going to deal with us directly. You're going to deal with the top end. You're not going to be dealing with somebody who's five levels back who can't answer questions. Well, man, I think you for sure a YouTube channel would be a major selling point where you can mm-hmm. show you can show this product perform because when you talk about it, man, it's um, it, you it break ma- it down. It makes, and, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, and you break it down in such a good way, and you're able to explain why it works and and the the science behind fly to arrow and why th- why this works or why this doesn't work, and it's uh, you know, I'm sold. I, I'm dying to get these in an arrow. Well, and, and I will say too, I got an arrow scale in front of me right now. I'm like. I gotta see because the package says one twenty three point six grains. So I'm like, okay, you know, I always do this with all my broadheads and field points. Make sure they all weigh the same. And these things are within a gnat's ass, man. They are right on the money, every single one. That's something we pride ourselves on. Um, our machining and our tolerances are second to none in the industry. And I know that's not something that I can say lightly, but we've tested it. We've, we've bought product from some of the companies that are considered top end, okay? Your top two companies, the people you're paying the most for their product because of their tolerances and their machining, and ours tend to be better. If, if They're either right there with them or they are actually better. Um, we claim on the website that everything's going to be plus or minus one grain, but let me be honest with you, everything's usually within about six or seven thousandths or six or seven tenths of a grain. I mean, there's six, um, there's six in a package, and they were all right on the money. Yeah, and that's Every literally – I I packaged those ones myself and had those sent out to you guys. And We, we appreciate that too, matched. by the way. And those were not matched. We offer a match set where you can be guaranteed when you order a product, it might say you ordered a 123, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when you get it, you put it on your scale, it might say 123.6. But okay. all 12 of them in that package is going to say 123.6. That's awesome. And we offer that. Yeah. Now, um, but, oh, go ahead. But our tolerances, we do we do advocate that we're, we're right around, you know, one plus or minus one grain. Well, I mean, that's, is, that's, that's respectable. That definitely is. That's respectable as hell. I've bought, oh, generic brand whatever, 100 grain field tips. And have them be way off from yeah, weight like to weight. Eighty four grains, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad, but but bad enough where I'm like, ah, man. I mean, I wonder how big a difference that's made in my oh, for sure, my frustration yeah. in trying to sight my bow. And sometimes you have one weird wandering arrow, and uh, that could be it. You never know. Absolutely, and it's not just field points either. I mean, take your favorite broadheads out, man, yep. and, and weigh those. Those are going to be different. They're not going to weigh exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So we pride ourselves on our machining and our on our tolerances there. But that'd be nice um, to get that mixed bag, you know, because maybe one's off just enough and you get that, you know, where it's plus or minus one and that broadhead might be plus or minus one and you could throw it on there and have a perfect arrow. <laughs> Absolutely, you could. Or you can just buy – we also make our own uh, field points ex- as well. Those are all made out of 303 stainless steel as well. Mm. And you can match those exactly. Well, there you go. Um, I wanted to to transition a little bit because what I got over here in my hand, I, I was looking at it. That's this the aluminum, is the aluminum one. This is aluminum, so but that must be for Sam's arrow. Yep, that right. one is. Yep. 
Now, what's the... Uh, so, if someone didn't catch it, Sam, my wife, shoots a lower poundage bow. I think she's shooting 40-ish pounds. Is that correct, Bruce? Is that the one you sent for her, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. you said she was going to be... She was right around 40 to 45 pounds. And uh, so what we ended up doing was sending her the a, a little bit lighter one. Um, so that one's going to be made of aluminum. And it, since you guys have them right there in front of you, you know, um, why don't you go ahead and spin that thing in your hands? Spin that thing in your fingers and then spin the stainless steel ones and see how close they are. I've been spinning this thing for about two hours now. <laughs> and and Let me pull the uh, – So the, qu- yeah. the one question I have why everyone else is spinning is coming from a mechanics background, um, it's a moving part. So is there any – do you have to lubricate this or oil it or grease it or – you know? What no, I'm they, they are completely maintenance-free. Now, we do offer uh, – we are paired up um, with Goat Tough, and okay. uh, we do use their uh, – graphite powder now that's more used on the aluminum stuff sure. because you can get oxidation yep or oxidization okay so if it starts to oxidize a little bit you take a little bit of that powder just put it on on where the gap where that little small gap is which is two thousandths by the way yeah yep and you just press down spin it it'll spin that graphite up in there it cleans everything really well it's not required you can do it if you like um we never, we never had a problem with anything like like that binding up, and you know we've got some concerns. People saying, "Oh, when it passes through an animal or gets stuck inside an animal, you know, you got blood and hair and everything else, right?" Sure. Well, here's the thing: when you when you're using our product, you're building your arrow to pass through the animal, not to stick in it. It's mm-hmm. a good good point. Yeah. Now, I, the my question is, you know, at the at the end here. You know, at the it, when you glue this in the insert part, um, is there a special way to put glue on? I mean, do you do you not glue it as tough? Because my concern is that you know, if you put a little bit more glue in there, uh, you know, it'll it'll that's what'll seize it up. You know what I mean? And that does happen, and people get a little glue happy. Um, so when you when you're gluing them in, you just want to take concern you know and take precaution at the very bottom of that there's an e-clip yep. okay, uh-huh. that holds the whole thing together it's like a little okay? snap ring yeah do not get any glue on that <laughs> yeah if you do seize up and you'll have to break it loose and then up where it actually spins above the carbon mm-hmm. you want to avoid that as well so when you glue it in there you put i mean a little bit of glue goes a long way and we, we prefer ca glue so CA glue? Kind of super, ca which is any kind of um super glue Mm-hmm. Uh, we, again, we prefer Goat Tough. That's what we use. That's what we do all of our testing with. It works great. Um, but you can use any kind of super glue out there. Um, we do have a few of our staff shooters uh, that have used low temp and hot melt. Sure. Now, our grooves are not designed for that, but they haven't had any issues. Okay. So I guess it's just kind of personal preference. Mm-hmm. But as long as you avoid that, so when you put that in there, you're going to always get that little bit of glue that rolls out the front. Yep. When you wipe that, the last thing that you want to do is immediately start to spin that. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying it as, it, as yeah. it's drying, just <laughs> yeah. sit there and spin it. So when it. you wipe it, you're going to wipe down and away towards sure. the shaft. Yep. Once you get it wiped away, set it upside down and let it dry for at least a minute. 
Once that's done, it should spin freely. If it doesn't, you literally just grab the end of the arrow by the fletchings, and you can tap that on like a piece of wood, and it'll break that whatever thin layer of glue might have gotten right there. Right. It'll break that loose and spin freely. Probably just a small amount that got on it or something. Okay, now that we know how to glue them in an arrow that doesn't have an insert, say someone has inserts glued in already, and they, they pick up your product or they listen to this podcast, they're like, I got to give this a try. Season's right around the corner. I'm get a little more FOC, more accuracy. They see all the benefits in it. They buy them, but they already have inserts glued in. What's the procedure? Well, that's all going to depend. Okay, so if they're if they were installed at their local shop with hot melt or low temp, very easy. You put a field point in there. Put the field point in a vise. Add a little bit of heat to the field point as you're pulling on the arrow and. Nine times out of ten, that'll just pull right out. Now, if it was put in with super glue, what we do uh, when we have to change them out or whatever, um, I'll actually go get a mason jar and put a little bit of acetone in there so where it comes up above where that insert would be inside the shaft. Fill it up, stick it in there, and then I use a 99-cent from the dollar store. I go grab one of them turkey flavor injectors, Yep. and I'll insert the acetone through the back of the arrow. Like through the knock. Okay. Okay. Through the knock. You can pull your knock out, fill it up just a little bit, and let it sit, you know, a couple hours. Sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it takes overnight. But usually after sitting overnight, you can pull that insert right out. And no damage to the arrow after that's done, just so our listeners can clarify. We have never had any issues with the carbon uh, becoming weak or anything like that with sitting in acetone. Um, I, I'm not going to come out here and say that it's, it, it won't happen because I don't know for a fact, but we've done literally thousands of arrows that way and never had a problem. Here, I, I think the easiest way is you take your ass down to your shop and buy new arrows. <laughs> and you know what? And that would be beneficial because then you're supporting your local shop, and hopefully that shop is a, is a dealer for us, and you're supporting them that way too. Yeah, if they're not, then you give, uh, give a Hoss a call and be like, hey, Hoss, I need you to carry, and everybody wins. You get brand new arrows. Hoss makes a little money on the side. Won't have to drive that big ass truck anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm good. glad you, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I'm going to change lanes here just for a second. So mm-hmm. Kurt see, and I have been. Talking. Oh, are you really changing lanes right I, now? I good see Lord. what you did. I see what you did. No, yeah, no, don't, no. don't do that when you're <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> so Kurt and I have been talking, and uh, he's aware that we had kind of a little bit of a. A surprise or whatever, something we're going to do for everybody here. Yes, yes. And, uh, so I want to go ahead, since we're talking about the dealers, first off, go to your local shops, guys. I mean, anybody who's even remotely interested in this product, wants to know more, wants to try it out, go to your local shop. Ask for it. If they don't have it, all they got to do is get a hold of me, and at the end of this, I'll give them my number and everything, and uh, they can call me. We can get them signed up as a dealer. We, we don't charge our dealers to sign up. There's no minimum orders. Nothing like that, but we can make them a dealer to where they have access for this stuff in your area. Okay, so it's very important that you go to your local shops. We want to support the little guys. Um, you know, unfortunately, some of these big box stores, you know, they they have more buying power and they tend to kind of put the little guy out of business. And we're not about that. We're we're all about building the American econ- economy. So, sorry, Canada. Off, 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, Canada. Hey, we love our Canadians up there, man. They got phenomenal hunting, so we got to keep, keep it. <laughs> we want to keep coming into your country and supporting your economy by but, killing your yeah, animals. Yeah, but we just want to take right <laughs> off after we stop and get Timmy's on the way out. Yeah, thanks for the Timmy's. <laughs> love them, Molson or two. See you later, America's hat. <laughs> there you go. We're so, just kidding. So will you will you sell in Canada? By the way, Did you what? Can, can you sell your product in Canada, or have you worked absolutely, that out? We can, absolutely, we can. Nice. Um. So first off, people need to know that we are one hundred percent American made, and what I mean by that is we selectively chosen where we get our steel from, and it's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, made in America. Oh man, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, man. I can't uh, I can't support Made this product in anymore. America, Steve. USA. 100%. But so Pittsburgh. our steel is made here. It's put on an American truck shipped to North Carolina, Vail, North Carolina, where Flair the product country. Is in, which is where the product is turned into from steel to the final product. It is manufactured, packaged and shipped from one location in North Carolina and we're veteran owned. Ooh. Ooh. Here we go. All things Bingo. that are good. Bingo. So, so that what? being said, because we know how big of advocates you guys are with Dark Horse, mm-hmm. I want to let everybody know now, any customers, anybody out there that decides they want to try this product, and this is including dealers, and you call us. Now, don't go through our website. We don't have anything set up there yet for like a, a code word or anything. You're going to have to call in. When you call in and you mention that you've heard about this product on Working Class Bowhunter or you mentioned Dark Horse, I am actually donating my entire commission as well as the owners matched that. So we are giving uh, 10% of whatever that sale is on every sale, and we're going to donate the donate that to Dark Horse. That's, That's awesome. awesome man. Hats off to you, man. For the next 90 days. Okay. Ten- after, after this airs. 10% okay. of every sale. Or or 10%. Go ahead. Uh, re- repeat it again. Repeat it again. That's so, worthy of repeating. 10% of every sale. So if, if a person calls in on their own and says, I want to order a dozen, 10% of that final cost off the top is going straight to Dark Horse as well as dealers. Now, if, if we have somebody who's a shop owner calls us up and wants to become a dealer, that first initial order that they that they are billed for that is going to be to stock their shelves, 10% of that entire order is going to Dark Horse. That's incredible, man. That's awesome. Can, can you go ahead and give the number now since you mentioned that? That way people, while they're listening to that, that bit, they can, they can write it down or call in or whatever they need to do. Absolutely. So this is going to be a North Carolina number. All right. That number is going to be 980-429-2070. 980-429-2070. That is correct. All right. And then that what? is for dealer orders and personal orders for the next 90 days after this airs. Awesome, awesome. And Man. what's what's roughly the price on these? I mean, I know there's it probably varies a little bit, but so it does vary a little bit, and it's it's actually not as much as you would think. So we actually have multiple products that we offer. Right now, we're just talking about the hunting insert. We also have a target line of spinning points for target shooters. Mm. So our target points 
$38.99 a dozen MSRP. Mm -hmm. And so all the dealers out there know we are map priced. So whether they come to you or they come to us, they're paying the exact same price. And we prefer they go to the dealer because it helps mom and pop stay in business, creates jobs. Mm -hmm. For sure. Now, our target stuff, our target spend points, those are $32.99 for six, for half a dozen. All right, all right. Um, now, we didn't a actually send any of those to you guys because this is working class bow hunter. That's right. Uh, that is, that absolutely is. So if you guys can go out and check out the website, that's uh, www.ethicsarchery.com, and you can check out what those look like and, and watch videos on those as well. Yep, I'll link that in the episode description so you can click go yeah, through I mean, and click through there. You know, if you think about it for, you know, say 40 bucks for a dozen, you know, you're hunting arrows. For accuracy. For accuracy. You know, your number one accuracy. And number punch, two. And punch. I mean, and punch. Completely American made. If you, within the first 90 days, going to vet, it's, you're supporting a veterans two times. You're supporting a veteran owned company and it's going to Dark Horse Lodge. Dude, I think you guys need to get on this. It's a no, I, it's a no brainer. I, I think it's a no brainer, dude. This is, um, this is a hot, I think this is a hot item. You know, you said we'd never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. I think this is uh, an incredibly innovative design. I I, I wish I would have got you my <laughs> my new arrow size in sooner, but I'll have to after we're done here. I gotta I gotta get me some of these and shoot some arrows because I'm really curious about how how things are gonna fly. And you know, I'd like to test. I'd like to be able to know that. Yeah, I like how this broadhead flies, but. You know, for the guy that's out there that, yeah, you're hunting whitetails, but you somehow managed to get a hunt outside the, you know, outside of, uh, you know, I don't the know state, where, you're going. Where, where you're going and saying, you know, you got a different broadhead or, or some states where you can only shoot fixed broadheads, you're not going to be affording to have a whole lot of money. So I think this is a nice tool to have to be able to make an easier transition for you. Absolutely. I, I think it's awesome. This is great. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's a lot less headache. You know, yeah. and it's, it's it's not we're not trying to advocate people get lazy or not learn learn their craft of archery. And it's how it should should be, man. It's one less thing to Ar think about and worry about. Yeah, it's one less thing to worry about. I mean, we got enough to, stuff to worry about, and you know, we we call it ethics archery for a reason because we want to provide more ethical kills on the animal. I mean, we owe it to the animal as hunters to be able to do, make the most ethical shot that we can, mm -hmm. and by building your arrow with our product, you know, you're preparing for the worst case scenario. And that's how we look at it. I mean, how many times has it happened? How many people has it happened to where that deer comes walking in, he's perfectly broadside, sitting out there 30 yards away, you draw back, you let that arrow fly, and for some reason he took a step towards you, and now he's quartering towards you, and you just nailed him in the front shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. Now what? That 380 grain arrow ain't going to do the job. I mean, it could. But chances are it's probably not. Now with this product, you're going to have all kinds of benefits that are going to help increase the chances of actually hitting vitals and making an ethical kill on that animal. For sure, for sure. What, uh, Bruce? What? I, I, I we said we were going to call you Hoss, but I keep calling you Bruce. It just seems <laughs> more. It seems more fitting during the episode. I don't know why. Um, you wait till you guys meet me in person. You'll be calling me Hoss. You'll understand why. <laughs> oh, how now, boss hog? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm six foot two, three hundred and eighty pounds. I got a. 12 inch beard and <laughs> Jesus. 
I'm a hoss. So <laughs> basically, when if we meet up at ATA or any outdoor shows, you're basically going to be the working class bow hunter bodyguard, is what you're saying. Yep. Hey, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're, have you ever been in a fight before? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, he's this guy. His good. name is Hoss. Wait. Wait. <laughs> have you won any of these fights? Yeah. Uh. Fortunately for me, yes. Everybody, okay. there comes a day for everybody. I just haven't seen that day yet. <laughs> all right, it's good enough for me. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. We're going to be like, "Hey, shut up!" And all of a sudden, Bruce gets knocked out. It's like, "Ah, well, uh, we're dying." Damn, we're going to roll into the bar down at ATA like Floyd Mayweather with his crew, <laughs> <laughs> except without the ignorance. Yeah, yeah we're going to see his dad there. <laughs> He'll teach you how to make your bow accurate. Andy, yeah, whoop right. your ass. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> One or the other. You take your pick, boy. We know you want to shoot better. Make the call. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting loose. Um, where can people find you, man? All social media, you personally and the product. That way people can follow it up, and I'll also link it all in the description of the episode. Well, you can look me up personally. Um, my Facebook is under my real name, which is Bruce Ritter Clark. It's two last names hyphenated. Um or you can go to Ethics Archery. We really need people to get over to the Ethics Archery Facebook page, like the page, follow it. We have some really, really cool stuff coming out. Uh, we've actually been working on some new products um, here in the last couple of weeks. We've got prototypes already built, and they work great. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because we want people to go to the website and actually follow it and, and, and watch as we're revealing some of these things. Um, we do realize that there's a lot of old school people out there. There's there's gonna be just like with any product, any kind of innovation. There's gonna be some people that just aren't going to accept it right away. Mm-hmm. But we still want people to be able to come to Ethics Archery for all of their arrow component needs, as far as the insert and the front of the arrow. Okay, mm-hmm. so we we are creating some products that's gonna work for them as well. Um, that's about all I'm gonna say about that. You're just gonna have to follow us and check it out, awesome. see some new stuff. But let's just say that. Uh, Ethics Archery is going to be turning into the epitome of adjustability. That's a bold statement. That is, it is. But it's good, though, man. It's uh, One product is going to work for whatever you possibly could use it for or could want it for. That's awesome, man. It's, by following uh, us on Facebook, you're going to be able to see what we, what we mean by that. Okay, I'll link that. I'll make sure that Facebook links the the top link in the description of the episode so all the listeners can go there and click. If you're interested in checking all that out, um, everything will be there that you need. Um, I think it's doing big things, man. I'm super excited to try this. And- I, lo- I love it. At first, I was like, oh, okay, I need to know the science behind it and what's going on. But yep. now I understand it. I'm like, yes. Let's do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bruce, the I. Coolest, go ahead. Coolest go ahead. Thing seeing people's reactions, man. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, when something this innovative and there's something this, I don't want to use the words off the wall, but it's definitely out of the norm. From what we're used to, for and they sure. see something like this, the first thing that comes to mind is gimmick, and we know that. That's why we tell people: if you just shoot it, you'll see the difference immediately. Mm-hmm. Especially when you compare it apples to apples to a static insert. Right. Yeah. Of course. Well, and it's well made. Like you can tell by looking. Like I make parts for a living, and I'm like, this is a well made product. It ain't no gimmick for sure. Yeah, we've and, and this is not some fly by night company. It just popped up either. This product has been in design when R&D for almost 15 years. It's crazy. Yeah. A long time. It says a lot. Well, I mean, hopefully this podcast can be the podcast that kind of gets the big word out and people start waking up a little bit. And uh, 
Stay, you know, we're already, we have the most woke audience yeah, in the hunting industry. Our, our so. audience is super woke, so you're good there. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, this is one of those things, like, we're going to try it out, and, you know, we'll give our honest review on it. You know what I mean? It's uh, Obviously, it's a heavier insert, so we're going to have to make some adjustments to our sight tapes and stuff, hey, but that's expected. And yeah. it's accuracy... Is uh, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to give it a shot, man. I'm a hundred percent open minded to this, and uh, we're gonna give her a run. But I'm gonna play the devil's advocate because Hoss, you said you're what six two three eighty. Yep. Yeah. If this, if you were standing next to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, dude, your product rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and explaining everything. Um, I think. It's going to interest a lot of people now, especially mm-hmm. after you're good, man. Like you're the best uh, like sales rep a company could have because because we're sold. Well, we're you're sold. You're educated. You're well spoken. Um, you're likable, and the way you explained it, everyone can kind of put their themselves in a situation that you you ran through. So all bow hunters kind of understand everything you covered, and it makes sense to uh, to to give this a try um, because you can shoot any broadhead you want, and it's going to fly better. Um, Hopefully, you know. I, Absolutely. So. And we actually stand behind our product, too. We have a 100% money-back guarantee. If it does not do what we say it does, we'll give your money back. Yeah, but awesome. Bruce has to hand you the money, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, well, you, you want it? <laughs> here's the thing. We, uh, again, you know, we don't claim field point accuracy. We're not, we're not giving all these false claims out there. <clears throat> you know, in a nutshell, somebody had to tell me to dumb it down real quick and say, what does your product do? Our product allows you to, with a properly tuned bow and a properly spined arrow, to be able to group broadheads of any kind, period, with minimal movement of the sight to be on point compared to the traditional static inserts. Mm, Sure. So that's that's what we claim. It's big. It really is. That's awesome. Um, I I got to say thank thank you again coming on the show. Thanks for following us like you have. Um, well, that, and if you're ever trucking through Illinois, stop on by. Yes, hopefully I'm oh, home. I definitely plan on it. I come through Illinois quite a bit. I just went through there today. Where? Hey, what, what part? Uh, we we just ran straight across eighty. Um, no, you right. didn't. That's right by yep. us. Yep, ran straight across through eighty. I'm sitting over here in Omaha, Nebraska, right now. Dude, you literally drove right through the Quad Cities today, didn't you? Yeah. That's where we're at, man. <laughs> I know. What the I hell? <laughs> I got a trailer to deliver, man. I got to be in Colorado tomorrow morning. He's got business to take care of. We appreciate <laughs> that, man. Working, well, working class. But, hey, uh, no, we really do. We appreciate you listening um, because I remember you sent me the email. Oh, I don't know how long. It's been months now. Yeah, it's um, been about four months, five months. You sent oh, me an email. Someone's counting. I don't know if I even <laughs> replied or if I just called you. I can't remember which, but... Um, I don't know. I think it, was, it replied, and then I called you. <laughs> is that how it went? I thought I thought I called I you, so. and you were like, "Oh, I, I thought, maybe I don't remember. How it's been that long, but um, it's kind of cool how it all plays out." So we we appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully, you being on our podcast can help um, make a few sales, and people can kind of start seeing what this product's about and uh, realizing how beneficial it can be. So, absolutely, and you know, it's it's without. Without guys like you in the industry and without, you know, honestly, it's the sponsors. You know, the companies that drive this industry, being able to promote stuff like this and allow you guys to do what you do and 
allow guys like me to do what I do, you know, not just on the hunting side, but the target side as well. I mean, you know, I've got several companies, you know, that have been backing me since the beginning. And I'm not a guy that's on the podium, man. You know, I just have a passion for archery. And I think that the industry's kind of gotten away from the guys that are passionate. You don't necessarily have to be good to be passionate. You don't have to be on podiums to promote a product. And, uh, you know, it's, it's me personally, I've dealt with companies like, like Montana Black Gold, you know, uh, AEP Stabilizers, Victory Arrows, those kinds of guys, they saw something, you know, they're doing things a little bit different. You know, they're finding the people that are passionate. And that's how I want to run my company or my my job in my company. Mm-hmm. This is not my company. This is Scott's company. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Right. But I've been given control of the staff and the marketing and the sales. And I want to do more of a, a personal approach. And we want to be able to support those people that are passionate about the sport so even on the staff side of it man we're always looking for passionate people that believe in our product for staff and if you guys want to contact me uh even about that kind of stuff once you get the products in your hands i mean that's that's what we're all about and it's it's the sponsors and the archery companies that are allowing all of us to do what we do definitely man for sure well that's awesome so maybe some listeners will reach out and uh, are interested in that opportunity which could definitely be big hopefully this gets bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on man but uh one if one last thing in closing working you know if there's something you missed or if you want to shout out again where people can find you or something that you need to throw out that you have and this this is your chance man well i mean just go on over give us a like on facebook follow us i mean like i said we've got products coming out for everybody and it's not just in the spinning technology either so that's kind of a little bit of an insight go to our website at uh, ethicsarchery.com uh, you can find me on Facebook, Bruce Ritter Clark. And if any of you guys, and I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to because this is my business. But uh, if anybody wants to give me a call directly and have me explain anything to them whatsoever, you know, you can contact me on my cell phone. And that's uh, 480-251-1367. And I'm happy to sit and talk archery and answer any questions. That's awesome, man. That now, really don't be calling cool. him and being like, man, I can't believe you met the guys from my favorite podcast ever. Could you smell I'm Steve's surprised. breath? Hey, you know? <laughs> I feel real because I'm on the podcast now, you know, and, and re- realistically, I mean, nobody knows my name. You know, I'm kind of a nobody when you, when you think about the actual industry itself and the big names. And, you know, just being able to share, being able to be on a podcast with guys like, you know, you, the people that with you guys in in general and then with the people that you have on your podcast these are all people that we all look up to as as archers and guys like john dudley and mm-hmm. you know the the Drury's and all those guys um michelle bachman t-bone mm-hmm. michael waddell i mean great great people and um you know being able to be part of that family is kind of surreal to me even well, welcome to the working class uh, boner yeah. family, brother. Hey, I got, I, I got to be honest with you. About three more beers, I'd have forgotten your name, brother. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Haas is a lot easier to remember. That's right. That's, that's true. Right. Well, man, um, hopefully we can meet up at ATA or some shows this year, and uh, we'll have a good time. We'll get together. Yeah, and, you a uh, beer drinker? Well, I used to be. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, I still, I still have a few beers every now and then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're gonna have to crush a couple. I'll save one for us. All right, buddy. Hey, <laughs> man, we appreciate you coming on the show. I, th- I really enjoyed this episode. Learned a lot. Mm. Super excited about this, and uh, we appreciate you stick around on the phone, Steve. Eric, you got anything to add, real quick? Nothing. 
Nope, I'm sold. You know what to do? Go shoot your bow and be accurate. And go shoot your bow a little more. We love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.